Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the School of Last Podcast. My name is Rick Roberts, and across the table from me is our esteemed producer, Gavin Miller. How's it going, sir? It's going good. Hey, today's topic is going to be all about comedy contests, the good, the bad, the ugly, <laughs> uh, spawned by a question we got from one of our listeners and a friend of mine up in oh, Kentucky. Cool. So we're going to tackle that in a little bit. So if you've got a contest coming up and you're thinking about, you know, how should I approach this, I'll definitely give you some things that you can do to make it a win-win regardless if you don't win. <laughs> All right? So that's cool. If you're new to the podcast, uh, thanks for tuning us in. In a nutshell, I've been doing comedy for 23 years. Gavin is just getting the ball rolling <laughs> in his things. And uh, he asked the questions that most people starting comedy always ask. So yeah. it's, a, it's a fun show, and I hope you stick around for the entire episode. Uh, we do like the iTunes reviews, and you guys are doing good at giving some of those to us. So I'm going to hit one here up that came on came in. I saw it first on April 1st, April Fool's Day, and it was cracking me up. This is a, from a guy named John Hill in SoCal. This podcast has changed my life. I've been struggling at stand-up for four years with about 25 to 30 performances in that time. After signing up for Rick's online writing class and joining the podcast, I now have an average of 15 shows a month lined up for the next six months. I'm quitting my job and hitting the road the day after Easter, and I even have an HBO special in the works. Thanks, Rick. P.S. <laughs> Lose that sidekick Garfield. He's pull, <laughs> pulling down the whole show. Okay. Maybe I'm Ooh. embellishing a bit. The podcast won't make you an overnight success and simultaneously a world-class jerk, but it will fast-track your knowledge of comedy and your opportunity to succeed. So truthfully, thanks, Rick, for pouring into the lives of so many future comics by extension, the audiences who will be blessed by their performances. And I was just kidding about Gavin. He's great, too. Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's great, John. When I read that, it, it cracked me up so like, hard. Oh, Lord. And John has has taken the online course, yeah. so like I, I know him from that. The very cool. But that, that was a great review. It's yeah. one, one of my favorites. I, I don't require that they be funny, but that was hilarious. Yeah, and it was really cracking me up. So I love that. good timing on the HBO post too with special. April first. That was excellent. So thank you very much. I also like to give a quick shout out to Michael Connell. Michael is a comic and a DJ in Queensland, Eastern Australia, out that very way. Cool. I just south of Brisbane a little bit, and he had me on his show the other day. Oh yeah, we did a Skype. Oh, Oh, cool. And uh, we talked about the comedy class a little bit and just talked about you know being funny in general and what people do. And he's a big podcast listener. So thanks, Michael, for having us on the Juice Very cool. 107.3 FM down there. It's It was fun. And we had to coordinate Skype because of the time difference. Oh, yeah. It was uh, 3 o'clock Sunday, my time, when it was like 6 a.m. their time. Their time, Jeez. Monday. It does show you, though, how, how far like the comedy stuff translates. I mean, into DJing, into just speaking, into mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. It's ama- It's really far-reaching. Yeah, Michael's a funny guy. I pulled up some of his clips online. And he's he's a class act. So thanks again, Michael, for spreading the word about yeah. the podcast and, and all that you're doing down there. Cool. So let's get into today's topic, which is Ooh. comedy contest. So Brent uh, shot me an email a while back, and Brent's a guy I know. He's up in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, we met last Thanksgiving for okay. the first time when I was performing up there with Jeff Caldwell, and then he drove down to Nashville for the writing class uh, oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Three Monday. Okay. So I got to know him a little bit, and they're having some competitions going on up there right now. So his question was, and I'll kind of put it in a nutshell here, 
It's competition season. I was wondering if you guys could talk about that, specifically how we should act for competitions, like how we respond to getting knocked out of the competition, right? and how we take that not only externally on the <laughs> surface, but how do we process that if we lose internally. Yeah. And also, do you have any strategies for performing in competitions, et cetera, et cetera? So that's a great question. Good timing. Yeah. And like them or not, comedy competitions are going to be around for a long time. And they start they start pretty earlier in your career. I mean, as soon as you've got a couple minutes, all of a sudden it's like, hey, enter this little competition over here. And so it, you've got to figure out <laughs> what to do in those competitions pretty quick. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I remember when I first started, gosh, probably not even two months into it. Yeah. They just converted an open mic into a competition. Into a comp- okay. So regardless of whether you wanted to be in it, <laughs> actually the very first place I ever went was a competition. Oh, yeah. When I went up with the guitar. That's true, yeah. The lobby in uh, Columbus, Ohio, over there in East Columbus. And so I was the first guy on stage because I had accumulated the least amount of votes (laughs) throughout this big (laughs) quarterly competition. So so here we go, Brett. My very first comedy time on stage. Rick Roberts with no votes. With no votes. (laughs) And I didn't even know it was a comedy show. You guys know that story by now. But um, what's funny is because it was a competition, they had to give out little weekly prizes and things. Right. And so part of it was I got a free sandwich and a couple of drinks. Yeah, I, sure. And at the end of the night, I actually got a couple of votes my first night, even though I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> people thought I was doing like an Andy Kaufman thing. Oh, Lord. No. So, so yeah, I was my very first one. That was I never thought about that, but my very first night was a comedy competition. So anyway, now that I've been doing this for 23 years and there's all kinds of competitions, there's small ones like that that yeah. are you know just a bar one night, no School long thing. Stuff, yeah. Then there's that quarterly thing or the annual or the funniest guy in this town contest. Lots of different good and bad things about contests. I really think the only negative, the only big negative, is that you're trying to compare dissimilar performers in a similar art form. Correct, yeah. So it would be like taking all of the paintings in the entire history <laughs> of art and okay. saying, oh, this Picasso guy, he's horrible. Yeah. None of it looks realistic <laughs> like this other guy. And Monet, right. unless I've got blurry eyes, I can't even see what yeah, he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the one negative. I mean, and I think think and I hope that all the comics that are in this even for a short time realize that and you don't you know devalue you, yourself right by the results that a judge or an audience passes out okay so that's one thing I want you to think of for sure right out of the gate is it's just a night on stage that's dressed up a different way okay that's that's one way to kind of take all the pressure off of it yeah and say hey it's just another night right one thing I'll say right up front is if your only goal is to win the competition <laughs> or win the contest or the night, you're setting yourself up for failure in a lot of other ways you probably don't even recognize. What? How? Like why? Okay, I'm glad you asked, Cause Kevin, because <laughs> the meat of our content today <laughs> is about that. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. If if my only goal... Let's let's put it in ath- athletic terms. Okay. Okay, we just had the March Madness go on. Yeah. And can you know Kentucky, where I'm from, their big goal, and that's for, where Brent's from as well, so he'll resonate with this. Yeah, you know their goal. They actually had three or four different goals this season. One was the preseason. Uh huh. That was a season to itself. Right. Then you had the conference schedule. Okay. Then you had the conference tournament season, and then you had the postseason. Yeah. So those were four different things. They broke each of those down into four things. Right. And so they had goals for each of those. Okay. If their only goal starting out was to win all forty games, then that. Every every game you go out, you're setting yourself up for success. Right. Because your your goal is to win every single every game. Every single thing. Yeah. Which is a good goal. Yeah. But it shouldn't be the only goal. Right. So if your only goal at a comedy contest is to win it all. Yeah. And never lose any of the rounds. <laughs> you know, at some point when you lose a round, 
you, you lose all your self-respect because it was your only oh, goal. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a great – it's a byproduct of hard work is winning a contest. Correct, yeah. That's what I okay. think. So it's, it, you should try to, to win. Yeah. <laughs> but you also should realize there's a million good things that can happen even if you don't. Right. So that's kind of how I'm going to frame up the yeah. the content today. Sure. So I guess the, the trickiest thing for people when you're in that competition, one is just defining what you want out of it besides winning. Okay. All right. So here's, here's a few things that you can kind of look at as goals for the competition and why they're good. Okay. One thing I like about comedy contests is you've got a definable goal and a definable deadline. That's true. <laughs> which most of the time comics don't have. Yeah. Oh, I'll go to that open mic next week or when right. I get time. You never yeah. get time. Yeah. <laughs> when there's a competition and you've signed up for it. It's on. Especially if you put in 15 or 20 bucks to register for it sure. or whatever. Then you've got to produce. Okay. So I love it in that sense. Yeah. And if you don't do anything else this entire year and you, you have an opportunity to do a contest, sign up for it and commit to it and be accountable to it. Yeah. That way you're pushing yourself towards a goal all year long right or even for the next six whatever it might be whatever it is yeah but it has a definable end a definable you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah the yeah, day yeah. you commit to it so it's just like we, when somebody says i want to run a marathon next year yeah next october i'm gonna give myself 18 months to run a marathon okay so you you've got time to plan to you can plan yeah you can backwards plan sure yeah yeah so yeah, you, have, yeah. you know by if i'm gonna do that by october i gotta start year, running today a half mile or I whatever, need a half mile know? this week yeah. next week a mile you slowly increase it and yeah. then, then you work on your speed after yeah. that so a comedy contest is the exact same thing you know maybe i've got seven minutes in this contest right let's say it's just a one night contest okay and it's six weeks away well every week you've got multiple chances to, to go out that down and get all your best material and look at it okay and really know what your material is and that's another benefit of these contests is it makes you look at your set of what's best. Of what's best, okay. because I think a lot of beginning comics just have what it is. Okay. I've got 10 minutes. What Do you think best? a lot of those comics are going straight from the open mic style thing into the comedy competition? Well, at the beginning level, you will be, you like will. you're okay. talking about. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of framing it. And even if you're a more established comic and you have an hour of material and you're heading into a competition, mm -hmm. you still have to make that first set strong enough yeah. to advance if it's okay. a multi-level thing. Gotcha. But, you know, a lot of comics, I think, when they first start, you're just – and I was, too. I was just accumulating jokes. I didn't throw any jokes out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, if I thought it was funny, I kept it going yeah. for months and months and months yeah. with the same non-result until I had, <laughs> you know, 17 minutes and somebody asked me to do 15, then I would cut a couple of jokes out that yeah. I didn't like as much. Gotcha. So a comedy competition, even in the early stages, can help you focus on what is funny. Yeah. And maybe it's a good time to prune the tree after that competition. So, you know what? These three jokes didn't even get into the competition. Right. I'm going to set them aside till I have time to rewrite them and put some other stuff in Something there. Something else in, yeah. So I, I do like the fact that you have a definable goal there. And you might have another goal where, hey, I've got seven minutes at this show. It's going to be a packed house. This is a great night to bring the video camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Because maybe, so let's say you lose the competition horribly. You, you have the video to go back and, and, Shh, and kill yourself why. with over and over again. <laughs> no, but yeah, you can go back and see where maybe it went wrong or yeah. maybe something that happened in the showroom you weren't even aware of. But it's a great chance with a packed house and a hot yeah. stage. And it should That's be a true. hot stage with the competition going on. Yeah, it's all people that want to laugh. They're there to laugh. Yeah. And you get a great seven-minute video. The other benefit of that is most bookers will only look at maybe a, a three, five, or seven-minute video to start with. Anyway, yeah. So if you've got a great set, seven minutes, hot crowd, boom. Yeah. Beginning to end, no editing. Yeah. 
That's great. <laughs> yeah, no I mean, editing. I, I want to sign up for some competitions, but I, I need to get that seven-minute video going. All of a sudden, we both started thinking, we're like, okay, we, we, we got to get in on some of these. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, you really will have to time your set off yeah. stage and, and in your practice rounds at different open mics and stuff and really whittle down yeah. the unfunny stuff out of your set. Huh. And that's... It sounds like something you should be doing all the time, but really when you're first starting, you're just accumulating minutes and you don't realize that some of those minutes aren't that great. Right, 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 yeah. So I love the focus part of it and the definable goal part of it. Um, the other thing I like about competitions, obviously, is you're going to start to network with some other comics yeah. that you haven't met before. Maybe it's a regional competition, so you got comics coming in from all over the place. Sure. And it's easy to sit in the green room and just chit-chat, <laughs> but man, go out and watch the other comics. Okay. You know, it's the, my biggest pet peeve is comics that don't watch the other comics. Do you watch that? Like, let's say you're going on later in the day. Do you watch all the beginning ones and freak yourself out and then end up in a ball uh, in the green room before you go on? Or do you... Well, I'm, How do you do that? Well, I'm assuming it's a, let's say, a 90-minute or two-hour deal. Okay. Yeah, I'm not thinking about early rounds in the afternoon or anything right. like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I would watch the show. Now... Occasionally, that it's packed and you have to be outside okay. or you have to be in the green room, and that's that's understandable. But if there's a room to sit down and you're not bothering the wait staff okay. by standing in their way, watch the other comics because how do you know? How, why would you network with somebody if you didn't know if their material? Yeah. I mean, you it's might true. meet somebody in the green room, never see their act, think they're a great person, and you know you recommend them for a gig, but their act isn't anything like yeah. you thought it was going to be. Now, when you come in, when you're signing up for the competition, is it too much of a goal to do? like the first thing where you're saying winning and the second thing where you're networking or are you trying to do all this stuff at once? Oh man, you're, I think you're doing it all. Okay, yeah. so you're doing, you're trying to network and win and you know, kneecap somebody who's going on stage. Yeah, get the old like Jeff Nancy Kalooly. Kerrigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> it's the second time this month I mentioned Jeff Kalooly. <laughs> yeah, because here's what, here's what I like and here's how I try to approach my own career. Right. There are things that are always going to be out of my control okay. that I'm waiting on a response for somebody else to find out if it moves forward. Right. And that those are like, you know, somebody asked me about a gig, if kind of do it, and I said, yeah, and they haven't got back to me, whatever it might be. Sure. Then there's the things I can control. Like I can walk up to Gavin yeah. and talk with Gavin and learn about his comedy career sure. and maybe find a common bond between us yeah. and become friends with Gavin. And then when I'm in a place and somebody says, have you seen any new comics that you really liked? I can mention Gavin. Yeah. You know, so there's things I can control, things I can't. can't. Okay. What I've kind of discovered the past three or four years is the more I work on the stuff I can control, uh -huh. the faster I get answers from the stuff I can't control. That's true. Yeah. You know, because it maybe it just seems faster because I'm, <laughs> I'm not sitting around all day waiting for the phone to ring. Wait, I'm yeah. making things happen. <laughs> but there was a big chunk of time where I was only responding to phone calls coming in. Okay. Period. Gotcha. And, you know, before I really got knee deep in these classes and stuff, I didn't have a secondary thing to keep me going you and keep me creative. You are not knee deep in these. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's interesting how if you have some attainable goals set for yourself, yeah. you're going to win at this competition regardless. Regardless of what happens, yeah. you'll win because you've you've learned something or you've conquered something or you've whatever. Yeah, and I guarantee you at some of these contests, um, there are comics that have gone to 10 contests in the past two years with no other focus besides trying to win it. Okay. And maybe they've never won it, and they feel like a loser every single every time. time. Yeah. And in the, in the process, they didn't make any new friends or new connections right. or get any value out of it. Yeah. So time is the biggest commodity. When you're invested in a competition or anything, make sure you have something that you can do gotcha. to, to get something out okay. of it. Yeah, so I think networking is a huge thing and definitely watching their shows. Now, you'll also get some side benefits by just participating in the competition. Okay. I mean, if, you, if you're a new comic, you're still accumulating little credits and things you can put in your bio. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
until you win the roadkill <laughs> stand-up comedy competition or whatever yeah. it is, you at least participated. Okay. And it was a finalist. Yeah. If it was only one round, you're a finalist. <laughs> There's the beauty of it. If it's only one night, you made the final night. I'm it, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so have fun with that. But it gives you some a little bit of traction on your bio. Yeah. And something that you can mention. Because until you get bigger credits, you need something yeah. in there. Well, it gives you gives something for somebody to say, you know, other than, well, this is Gavin. Like, you know, right. like, winner of the such and such a contest, blah, blah, blah. Here is Gavin Miller. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I haven't won anything. I'm bar- <laughs> barely keeping my head above water. <laughs> yeah. First thing I ever won was from a honeycomb uh, cereal box. The box? Yeah. I loved honeycomb. I won a stereo. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It was one of those things where I, I double checked. Was it, it shaped like a honeycomb <laughs> thing or was it an actual, just like a. <laughs> it was Lloyd's. It had a record oh, yeah. player on top and a cassette player and I think an eight track. Right. And the coolest thing is I could set it to record. This is a long time ago. Set it to yeah. record at certain times so I could record like morning shows and listen oh, no, to no, it. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like a VC. Yeah. And this was like, man, I was 1984. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, you might win something one day, hopefully. I know. The, oh, Lord. The one benefit, too, of getting. Um, involved in these comedy contests if if they're a judge a judged contest mm-hmm. from well, e- what what is what do you have you seen the well, most there, well there's two kinds really the okay. audience claps and the loudest clap you know whoever gets the most response is the winner okay those are my least favorite right because the guy who brought his most friends Wins. or the lady who brought That's, all of her friends yeah the clapometer kind of you yeah, know exactly thing, yeah and i i remember early on when i was doing those there was like a, a deadlock between me and two other guys uh-huh. and so they had like twice they went through it and it was a deadlock oh. they're like okay this is the last time me same response next guy same response the third guy uh, pretty much dropped his pants got a bigger oh. response and then he won so I was that's what beat me fine yeah. you know right, some, right, some guy right, having right. to drop his pants yeah. whatever but you know the other the other comic guys work that was in the final three was really upset about it yeah he's like this uh, is not fair yeah. <laughs> like it's only we're winning 50 bucks it's not right. going to be a life changer yeah. but but that's why i've never liked those kinds of things okay and plus how true do you know your response was from the crowd if you've got 35 percent of the crowd as your friends right yeah yeah you should win that night yeah <laughs> if you've got nice friends maybe not true you, friends maybe not honest <laughs> friends but you've got a lot of friends yeah you see that a lot yeah yeah so that is another reason they do these competitions is to sell tickets and get people in the seats in and the sell door, the yeah. drinks okay so on those that's what it is okay you're just getting stage time with a little bit of amped up opportunity there right okay so that's what it when they actually have judges where it might be a comedy club booker okay i've seen where they have cruise ship bookers come in those kinds of things comedy club owner former talent scouts those kinds of things okay that is really where you're winning okay because you can say say you finished last right out of 15 <laughs> they're going to tell you why you finished last okay you know your stage presence is what you've got going for you your material needs a lot of work you need to spend more time on your premises yeah you don't have enough surprises not enough twists yeah i feel like this is towards me i'm looking right at you buddy <laughs> I know. number 15 gavin miller <laughs> yeah so maybe you've, so <laughs> Hey, oh, but hey, you were a finalist. You yeah. were of the fifteen that I were in the contest. In so oh. you have specific things you can go back and work on. Yeah. Even though you were de- finished dead last that night. Sure. Uh, you know that you're okay. This is why I'm not getting success. And a lot of times, you don't get that feedback from other comics. Right. If you did, you didn't take it because you felt like they were just another comic. Sure. But an industry person said, "Hey, your stage presence—you can't teach that, and you're off the charts with that. But right. you need to work on this, this, and that." Yeah. You can always 
go find people to help you work on this, this, and that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As especially if, if you know what it is. <laughs> right. So that's where I think is a huge benefit, if, okay. especially if you're paying an entry fee to get into a contest. Okay. You know, I, I would. What would be what would be some like an entry fee that you wouldn't pay? That seems well, stupid. Are there any ones that you've been like, no, 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 that's crazy? Well, I or, see a lot online where there's a submission fee. Okay. For a contest, and that's up to you. Like you know, even to be reviewed by some booking agents. I don't know if, how many still do this, but when I, <laughs> this is a great story. There was an agency, and just to have you send them the, your videotape, and just for them to look at it, yeah, was going to be twenty five bucks. Right, sure. And so, <laughs> I was talking to the comic who is more advanced than me about that, and I'm like, "Would you do it?" He goes, "Yeah, I sent seventy five bucks and watch it three times." <laughs> so, so I love that because it's like hey, you can you can tell me oh, what to do. Right. I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Uh, I also know comics that would send in like. Uh, microwave popcorn just stuff. and, and yeah. some chocolate or something and say hey you can have this while you're watching my video make it like an experience right, a thing yeah and that helped them stick out it helped their package stick out because okay. it had a you know their a package thing. didn't look thin like right. a vhs tape it was bulky so they wanted to open it and see what was in there gotcha. so those are nice little tricks yeah. so it really just depends i would be suspicious if you are looking at a contest they're not telling you who's judging it or how how it's going to be judged okay and they want an extreme number to get in there okay gotcha uh, but with competitions and festivals, sometimes there is an admit, you know, a submission a, fee, a fee yeah. non-refundable. Yeah. But that's also what helps pay for the accommodations for the comics who show sure. up and, and offset the, the festival cost. So okay. it's just whatever you think. Um, if you're if you're really thinking about it and you've got some other comedy buddies, I would just ask them if they're further along than you are. Yeah. On specific. Like, have you ones. done this one before? Or okay. right. Is this a Get complete a waste of time? Yeah. And once again, if, if you're looking to network and do these other things, it's never going to be a complete waste of time. Okay. As long as the other comics have something going on for them. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you won't know till you show up, maybe. So yeah, if it's uh, if it's being judged, I think that's priceless. Okay. Because not only do you get the feedback, you also have potential connections for down the road. Gotcha. You know, if somebody said to you, "Hey, you know, I, I see where you're going right now. You'd probably need a couple of years just to mature." Yeah. Then I would send a thank you note to that person. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I would find out how you know an email, at least an email, if not a written thank you note, and then maybe six months later. Hey, I've been working on stuff. I'm not going to bore you with videos or links. I just want to let you know it really lit a fire underneath me. Right. And, it, and you will gradually become endearing to that person by sure. thanking them several different ways without yeah. asking them for anything in return. And that's the business part, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then if they're on the, the judging panel that contest three years down the road and you show up again, that's true. But boy, they're going to walk up to you. Hey, or you walk up to them and you've got a, a connection. <laughs> yeah. They're probably not going to walk up to you. <laughs> hey, you actually haven't improved. And um, yeah, let I me tell you what. I'm going to save you another three years. It's been seven years for you. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing I like about comedy t- competitions too is it kind of gives you a barometer and see you can see where you stack up right. against a group of comics on a given night. Okay. You and, what were you gonna say? It's, a, it's, okay. it's so it's a barometer I guess that you take with a not grain of salt but a certain you have to an appropriate uh, right. reaction to it. It's not the uh, hard and fast. Are you funny? Are you not funny? That kind of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah, and let me say this, too. When people give you feedback, just listen. Right. If you interrupt their feedback, you're shortchanging yourself of valuable information. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was one of the things in the class that was, like, the most life-changing. It totally was because we, uh, in the performance class, when you do your first three-minute bit, you sit down on the edge of the stage and an entire classroom full of people says exactly they give you that feedback and then you uh, chime in after everyone else and kind of go yes I agree with this or I, here's another thing I saw or whatever and that feedback was like 
instrumental in going like, oh, wow, that's who I am on stage. And it was, that was like super helpful to know what to do, who to be and <laughs> like what stuff to go for. Yeah, it's really interesting how it's unnatural. It's so unnatural. I don't know if any student has ever sat there and kept completely quiet. They, they feel like they had to jump in at some point and try to justify it's, why they did something on stage. Yeah. But if you can, I mean, the way I approach that class, you have X amount of time for the your performance and for the feedback. Yep. And if, if after your performance you're talking instead of getting the feedback from the other students, you're really shortchanging yourself completely. Right. And it doesn't matter. Like, you're not going to def- – you can't defend – I mean, You when can't you're defend doing sh- somebody else's impression of what they saw. Yeah. And, and you, can't, and you can't do that at any other show. So you can't go in after the fact, after you did your 20-minute show and go, here, folks, here's how all those punchlines, here's what I meant by this and by right. that. So that's why it's funny. Right. It either was funny or it was not funny, and you either made you know the impression or you didn't make it. Um, and that, that, that's, that feedback that I guess you're talking about getting from competitions, I mean, it would be like sitting down in one of those classrooms like with you having someone say, here's what I saw. Here's here is my gut reaction to you. Right. <laughs> it is equal parts brutally honest and full of hope. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it it hell it it was nice and awful all at the same, <laughs> <laughs> but needed. Yeah. But a hundred percent needed. Helpful. It, yeah. 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 It, it was, because that's the inf- that's the information I would love after each of my performances, and I oh asked for for these from these corporate clients, especially. I'm totally. Like, what did you see that you didn't expect, didn't like? Yeah. Or was unexpected that you really did like? Yeah. Because if I don't ask that, I don't know how to change things. Totally. And every time I've made a a, a big step in in my comedy for corporate groups is because somebody gave me a specific thing, thing yeah. that I was totally unaware of. Yep. And sometimes with other other comics, if, if it's a multi-comic corporate event, where they're like, hey, I was watching you offstage, and this is something you need to work on offstage, yeah. dude. Okay. I had a huge tip from uh, a fellow. He's a speaker, but we both did a comedy thing, and we both did our characters. Right, okay. And, and so he gave me positive feedback on some things, and, and then one really <laughs> eye-opening thing on something else. Good. And mainly it was the way I dressed in the pre – we had like a little pre-event – you know, we met up for 30 minutes with the event planner and okay, gotcha. I kind of laid out the flow of the evening because it was a pretty different evening we were doing. Gotcha. And I showed up in my camos and sweatshirt and just hopped <laughs> out of the truck. And, right, you know, sure. And he was already in a suit and everybody yeah. else was in a suit. And I was like, uh, Somebody smell like gasoline here. <laughs> Who smells like? So he really. Beef jerky and gasoline. Yeah. yeah. He gave me a good strong pat on the back and said, Listen, buddy. If you're going to get paid like a pro, you need to look like a pro. pro. Yeah, okay. Off. I'm like, okay. So I've really kept that but in mind ever since. But super helpful. And <laughs> I would still be the – you know, to me, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to look totally different tonight. They're going to like, you clean up nice. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, is that the compliment I should get? Yeah. That's really what I was yeah. trying – I mean, I'm not even joking. That People before and after like, yeah, you clean up nice. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was going for. Instead of, <laughs> yeah. hey, you're always professional. Taking the reverse of that. Of, yeah. of <laughs> setting the bar really low. Before. You looked horrific before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those odd things. So that, that feedback is worth it's the vital. 25 bucks or it's, 10 bucks yeah. or the three-hour drive yeah. or the four-hour night where you're sitting around watching the other comics. Yeah. And listen to the feedback the other comics get, too, because okay. there's some nuggets in there. That you might have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, even when you watch Last Comic Standing, a chunk of the comics getting feedback from Roseanne or, you know, all the different judges I was they listening had. to their feedback like it was uh, the gospel. Well, it's like, really insightful. It's and super it's, insightful. And it's meant to be helpful yeah. because they want those comics to go on and, yeah. and get better. But, to, you know, 
20 or 30 percent of the time the comics were like well that's not what i meant or hey you don't even know me right <laughs> what what good does that do besides make the judge instantly no. hate you yeah, yeah 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 what are you gonna do bring your audience with you for every single show no right <laughs> yeah so that's that's one little thing i, I would I definitely like yeah. if there's uh, any kind of judges with experience jump on that opportunity and then to wrap up today and yeah. I, hope, I hope this helps brent just kind of get a few things in focus for you the really only person you're competing with time after time is yourself yeah yeah that's with anything but man it's extremely true with the independent artist yeah whether you're a songwriter anything is that you just have to get better than you were last time you were up yes or learn from something that went horribly wrong to get much better the next time you get up yeah but not to have what I call an empty performance where you go up there (laughs) and there's nothing gained from it you're just hearing yourself talk right yeah you know you only have to get better so Having a competition, especially if it's a recurring annual thing, will kind of help you put a stake in the ground to see where you're at and the next year to see if you've grown. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that's the competition thing. It, I'm such like an introvert, and, and I always get so scared of doing things that I never, like you said, I never sign up initially. And then I have to force myself. I mean, literally, it feels like I'm having my teeth pulled, like to go sign up and then and then I'm okay because I know have the deadline and I have all those things, but it's always just so hard for me to just do it, like do the initial thing, just go. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's always been hard. Well, th- I think it's true of everybody. You know, a, a, an object in motion stays in motion. Yeah, but an object that's inert is just digging a, it's just a bigger imprint on the ground, a bigger it's, rut to get out of. Yeah, so totally. You've got to get out there. So I think keep that in mind. You only have to be funnier than you were the last time on stage. And yeah. If you do that every time unless you're just micro <laughs> micro advancing then you should notice big advances month cool. to month year to year very cool cool there's a few different ways we can get deeper in that topic and we probably will down the road uh, but brent thank you very much for a great topic today hope it helps you good luck and i hope you finish 40 no even though the cats came up too shy <laughs> it, it hurt but it wasn't totally unexpected uh, yeah congratulations wisconsin and duke all right thanks a lot <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time on the school of laughs podcast listening to the school of laughs podcast if you'd like to hear more school of laughs podcast you can find them on itunes and stitcher.com and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for information on upcoming live and online classes visit schooloflaughs.com until next time stay tuned stay focused and stay funny